How's it going, friends and family of the internet? Welcome to the Real AF TV podcast, a show about fishing and random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Labah. And I am Tim Wagner. Tim, your camera seems to be frozen or something weird. Like, dude, what is what is going on? Like, where are you today? In a cornfield of all places. What the fuck are you doing in a cornfield, dude? That is super weird. Like, why why would you be out there? Like, I I don't even know where to begin of like why the fuck you're in a cornfield, but like can you tell us what's out there? What like what is describe your surroundings. That's the best thing that I can say. Just a lot of blood and condoms. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you are you high right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dude, 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 dude. Like I thought like you're a professional driver. I didn't you can't I mean, I know it's legal here in Minnesota again now, finally, but like you just come on the podcast and this is this is it. You don't even tell me ahead of time. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. that is great. Next time you let me know so I can join you. Yeah, yeah. OK, OK. Well, now that we got that out of the way, you got to tell me what's good today it's nice it's a good titty oh <laughs> really i did not see that coming did you see it at work or like <laughs> you're just driving down the road what's happening yeah yeah oh my god well if you haven't noticed friends and family that's just me fucking around and making a silly joke uh tim is so sick today that he could not make it I don't know what number I'm going to uh, number this episode, but this is just Josh. This is Josh on a solo mission. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, keep things rolling. We're not going to miss a week. If you didn't know already, this is an every other week podcast. The Real AF TV podcast comes out every other Monday. Uh, we do holiday specials and things like that. So uh, because this is a bit of a different episode, uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to number it or not uh, ahead of time, but I'm just dwelling on that a little bit because it's uh, fresh in my mind. Tim really thought he was going to be able to make it today. The short version is he got so sick, he's bogged down. Rest is the only thing that's going to uh, make him better. I mean, he hit the mic with COVID, <laughs> you know, a couple years ago, and uh, he just had to call in sick to this one. And I I'm not going to judge him, you know, like. It's it's something that's going to happen. It's something that did happen, that has happened. Uh, he's coming fresh off a road trip right now and came home, got back to work. You, you know how you get tired from vacation? Like, doesn't does that happen to you? Are you able to take vacation? I hope you are, man. Uh, I'll, I'll leave people out there listening. I hope you're able to take vacations. Uh, it's good. It's good for everything. It's good for the system. And uh you, you sometimes you come back more tired than if you would have just stayed home because you go so hard on vacation. You know, you like you like feel like you have to enjoy every moment because this doesn't come around that often. And uh, we'll we'll find out in the next episode from Tim if that was uh, what happened. But I know he did a lot of driving. 
this was a road trip. Um, if you haven't kept up with the episodes and I know that he had, uh, you know, come back and, and went back to work and got sick. And so when somebody who has recorded a podcast COVID positive before and, uh, during, during the pandemic, you know, he got like version 2.0 or some shit, uh, you you know that he's he's real sick if he's got to call it in because uh, sleep is the only thing um, that he wants to do right now. And as much as he wanted to make it, it was like last second, like buzzer beater. He had to text me and say, I dick dude to do that. I just don't think I can do it. And I'd been telling him all week. I was like, hey, man, if you're sick, you need to not worry about it. And so. Uh, yeah, he came in the last minute and said he couldn't do it. And I said, don't worry about it. I got this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get a solo podcast going. I'm going to try to Bill Burr this. And um, admittedly, I don't listen to a lot of the Bill Burr podcast, but I know he just goes off solo. Um, we'll see how long it lasts, how long the podcast is. But uh, I'm still going to do a podcast. Um, I'm still going to go with the fishing and random takes. We're going to make this a real AFTV podcast after all. Um, but you got to, we got to do what we always do over here on the real AFTV podcast. Let's kick it off with some fishing news. Quick, before we get into the news, uh, I'm still working on my little studio over here. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, you'll, you'll probably see the new angle, the new setup and things like that. You know, little by little, you're going to be seeing things change and then hopefully you'll go over to patreon.com slash realftv and remember real like fishing real and, and support us so we can continue to build our studios here at home uh but anyways into the fishing news that's what we're here for i uh, got this one from the local channel 5 news uh kstp over there in minneapolis the well even before I get into the, like the headline, like I usually make up a headline for this and stuff like that, a little eye-catching headline. Uh, it just this is like one of those things that comes up all the time, so frequently. And since we're about learning over here and and keeping up with things uh, on fishing and trying to sort of keep people in the know, keep people interested, uh, hopefully spawn some people who haven't even or are just getting into fishing, um, spawn their interest even larger than what it is, you know, like really get them hooked and keep them, keep them going. And the reason why I say that before I get into this one is because walleye conservation changes again is the headline. And there, there's this thing that sometimes is in the, in parts of the fishing community where, um, the DNR is kind of viewed as the bad guy, you know, they're the, they're the enforcers of the rules. And it's like, why can't you just let me do this and that and whatever? Um, like they're cutting back, but I think if Tim was here, he'd, he'd back me up and be like, yeah, it sometimes does feel like, you know, we've talked enough. Um, so I don't want to speak for him, but I think he'd back me up on like, Hey, they're out there doing a ton of science on trying to conserve, the fish population and the fish sizes and things like that. And so these things happen and it feels like every single season we talk about something like this. So what's happening is, um, 
on Upper Red Lake in northern Minnesota, the walleye regs are changing for ice season, essentially. Now, they did go into effect on November 1st um, for Upper Red Lake, so it's not quite ice season. It, it gets fucking cold up here if you're not from Minnesota. Um, it gets cold. And if you're not from Minnesota, also know that this is happening around you, too, that these uh, department, the DNR up here, which we call Department of Natural Resources, right? You probably have a different name for it over in your state, um, in your country, even if you're listening to this outside. Thank you for listening. Um, we often overlook like they're doing a ton of work out there in the field. I feel like uh, I, I'm not trying to you know, justify anything that they're doing if it's impacting you. Um, if it's impacting you, you should, you know, go to your local government and, and, and figure that out. But the point that I'm trying to get to here with the fact that the DNR has is changing the regulations, you know, what would be kind of considered mid-season since um, the pamphlet, the booklet is already out in, um, in circulation. And now here it is. They, they got to make these changes. So in Upper Red Lake... Um, the walleye regs are changing as of November 1st, 2023. Um, you got to go down to four keepers from five. And on Lake Malax, the change isn't happening until December 1st. So by then, you know, Malax is a huge body of water. So I don't want to speak to their ice levels. But again, these are kind of regs that are going into ice season. Um, as the seasons really change as we get into fall and then into winter here um, in Minnesota. Uh, Malax is one walleye, 21 to 23 inches, and only 28 is your max. Like So you can go over 28, or you got to be in that 21 to 23 slot. Um the reason why I was kind of going on the rant and saying like the DNR does all this work is because they, they do a fall population assessment going into ice season, essentially up here. And if you're down in Texas where you don't have such big seasonal fluctuations, um, you know, you're the parks at Texas, uh, Texas park and wildlife, they're they're doing work like this too, you know, and it's all about trying to sustain the fish population and to sustain the sizes and things like that. So, uh, if you're having, you know, if you're one of those people that's like, man, fuck them, they did this, whatever, then uh, you know, hit us up in the comments. I, I'd like to hear it. I'm I'm down for both stories, uh, both sides of the story, you know. Uh, but uh, the whole reason for bringing up this topic is that this is happening. Uh, conservation efforts are being researched and, and implemented constantly. So make sure to check your regs if you know where you're going, if you uh, know your area super well. You still may be under regs changes, right? So it's one of those things where this is more of a public service announcement where I'm using a news story to say, hey, keep an eye on things. Um, it fluctuates out there. 
<laughs> that's that's kind of how I can put it best is that there's 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 ups and downs into the seasons and you just gotta you gotta keep an eye on it. So there's not a lack there's there is a responsibility um by you as the as the fisher person there to make sure you use the fisher have the responsibility to keep up on this on this stuff uh also cheers guys to a solo podcast um and also to the colder fishing season you know this is a uh, the time of year when things really start to get wonk so anyways let's go ahead and get into a little bit of housekeeping because we just did a holiday special we just did our halloween special we do hollow uh holiday specials over here on the real af tv podcast and i really appreciate you guys especially over there on youtube um i have i don't get to the other uh analytics as much i don't get to the other analytics as often um, with iHeart and Spotify and stuff like that. But the point that I'm trying to get to here, you guys are awesome. The audience comes through and supports these holiday episodes, even though they're not in our typical wheelhouse of fishing. So love it. We love doing them. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the year is doing the sound design for these holiday specials. It, it's really great. Let's me uh, flex my creative muscles. Um, Tim comes through, who's usually doing the performance. It's great. So again, really appreciate you guys out there supporting our specials. Look forward to Thanksgiving and Christmas here as we enter the holiday season. Don't forget, those can all be found over at youtube.com slash at realaftv. Remember, YouTube is now doing that at thing with the backslash. Um, This Patreon, no, this podcast is brought to you by realaftv Patreon. Uh, I'll insert that in here somewhere. You know what? I'll just do it right now. realaf.tv slash Patreon. Go over there. Support us a little bit. You can do a one month, you know. You can actually join Patreon for one month. Um, and, and just drop us, you know, 20 bucks for a month and then dip out or whatever. Um, I also want to ask, would you do tips? We had, if I could, uh, get a Patreon and if I could get a, no, sorry, if I could get a PayPal and if I could get a Venmo up there, uh, you know, would you tip us a buck for an episode? Uh, we'd appreciate it for sure. Again, cheers. Tip your bartender. But I mean that in a way of like, you know, would you would you tip us a buck for for an episode? Uh please share with a friend. That is the best way we're growing the podcast currently, is uh we're just getting people to share it. It's hard to get through the algorithm, but we're getting there. The YouTube algorithm I'm speaking to specifically. We're getting there. But I would appreciate it if you shared with a friend. Just let them know every other Monday the new episode's going to drop and there's going to be fishing and random takes. If you don't like listening to us ramble on for like two hours, which ain't going to happen this time because it's just me, Josh, 
on the mic trying to do this thing solo. Uh, but if you don't like listening to all of the extra stuff at the beginning and the ends of the episode, then uh, there's the off week where on Wednesday we drop the fishing topic. Friday is the random take. And then we come around to Monday again and we circle back to our release schedule. So here we go. Let's get into it. This is what I'm going to call the fishing topic. Now, I don't know how long, again, I'm going to get into this, but um, it's something that I think I don't necessarily, it's a topic that I touch a lot on is like history and stuff like that. I always bring a lot of history to it and I try to do my research and, and uh, you know, get multiple sources and things like that. And I think that when me and Tim record, this is like a species by species topic. But for me, um, coming here now and just talking to myself, talking to you, the audience, asking you to engage um, which by the way, I totally am asking you guys to do, please go over to X and hit us up. Uh, we're at real, you know, just look really FTV, really FTV, real, like fish and real, look us up on X, Instagram. Um, if you go to really TV, then there is a contact page. It's actually really F.TV slash contact. You can email us directly through the contact form there. Um, YouTube comments, that's a great way uh, to go about getting in touch with us. We watch these things, and uh, this episode, without Tim there for the back and forth, I'm really going to ask you as the audience, as the listener, to uh, hit me up, hit us up, because even though Tim's sick, so sick that he can't, re- that he's too tired to record, his voice is all fucked up, uh, he just didn't think it would be a good idea to be on the mic that he will see the the comments and all that shit on social media. So um, please interact with me on this episode and uh, we're going to interact back with you. So the topic, ancient fish, it's just that generic. Um, <laughs> recently in an episode, Tim had mentioned that there was a and, and and I'm forgetting his exact example, but he was like, there's a longer distance between the Stegosaurus and the T-Rex than there was between the T-Rex and man as like Homo sapiens. It was something to that effect. And I was like, I did know that. I just forget the exact terminology. So it is surprising to hear every time. Like I forget the exact species references um and it made me think holy shit that's right uh there were a ton of fish there was a lot of water and things like that and there are you know sharks and other things like that that have very that have a fossil record that goes way back uh so specifically what i did is I looked up the Jurassic period because of the popularity of Jurassic Park. Um, just the the thought, the word 
Jurassic brings up a thought, right, in in the majority of Americans. And so I, I looked up the Jurassic period, and it said that this goes from 201.3 million years to 145 million years ago. That's huge. And that is such an incredibly long time ago. We're talking about, well, this goes back to the Jurassic Park references uh, quick because Triceratops, T-Rexes, the like sort of main features of Jurassic Park, they're not even from the Jurassic period. So judge it for what you will, but Jurassic's the coolest fucking word out of all these time periods. So of course you're going to name your book and movie Jurassic Park. But the point that I'm trying to get to here is the Jurassic Park you would, or the Jurassic era, you will probably recognize um, if you're, you will probably recognize names like the Brachiosaurus, the Apatosaurus, the Stegosaurus. These are probably dinosaurs that you recognize. And these are Jurassic period dinosaurs. Now, we're a fishing podcast and we're talking about ancient fish. We actually talked about me and Tim. We had an episode we titled dream fish. And we talked about our dream fish. Like what is our dream fish to catch, to hunt, to go after? If we could get one, you know, it would be a big deal. This is episode 18. And now we're in the seventies, you know, pushing 80. I don't know what I'm going to number this one. So we'll just say we're, we're we're over 80 total episodes including our specials but um this so this was all the way back in episode 18 where we talked about our dream fish and like what we would like to catch and things like that and i had said the sturgeon which is still true now for me at least um i haven't caught one i would love to go fishing for a sturgeon and uh, if you got any hot spots, here it is. You know, here's the here's the interaction where I encourage you. It's come hit 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 us up, hit us up. Contact us, leave a comment. Uh, because I have sort of always just loved the idea of catching this fish. I think part of it is its size. I think that I have a grander idea of the fish hunting and catching process than what it would actually be because not all sturgeons are so huge that they just flop on the bottom and you got to fight them for hours right um i don't even know if i could fight one for hours anymore but the idea that this thing is kind of shark-like i think has gotten me the fact i think i think tim brought it up in episode 18 the fact that this thing is so ancient looking you know I know that that particular fish, maybe, you know, 10 or 15 years old or something like that, that they don't get much older than that, that it still has that lineage, that it still goes back that far. You know, we're talking like Gar, uh, they're not the ones that set this off. One of the main ideas was the Arapemia. Man, I fucking tried to memorize that one. Not even memorize it. I know that one, but now I'm trying to read it. 
and I'm fucking it up. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's like what I do. I know this name. Arapamia. So the gar, the arapamia, sturgeons, the coelacanths, these are all fish that have fossil records that go back to the Jurassic area 200 and, you know, 200 million, 145 million years ago. And the idea for this came from the arapamia because they're so huge and we're going to do an episode on just those fish. But to sum it up is they're Amazon, they're Amazon fish and these fish are gigantic. I mean, they're huge. They are absolutely um, massive and uh, a great protein source. And they've been around forever. They have these really thick, hard, like they're armored. That'd be one way to put it. And so I kind of have this infatuation with like these armored fish because all these armored fish have this like ancient um, fossil record typically to them. Um, I know the sturgeon isn't one of those hard scaled ancient type fish, but it has that shark background like I kind of started this topic with. It has that sort of shark scale to it you know it, it has that feel of being ancient and old because it's tied back to you know something like sharks that have been around for so long uh, but the arapar oh my god here i go again ara payama Arapayama? Arapamia. Arapaima. Arapaima. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But it's like a red, greenish fish. Has um has has this really ancient tail. You know, I feel like dragons are kind of modeled after after this fish. And there are different versions, different types of this fish, you know, like in Asia and Australia and stuff like that. Um, they go by different names. Again, we'll, we're probably going to end up doing a full podcast on this. I mean, it it's such a interesting fish that I just don't see how it couldn't come up um, fairly soon. But the point is that this fish, you know, has has been one of those that interests me because of its its size, its elusiveness in a way, the um, its location in the Amazon, which is almost always a difficult place to go fish, and uh, the the way that I've heard it spoke about on nature programming has always been that it, it's armored, it's tough, and it's not only tough from the fact that it's basically wearing armor <laughs> in its scales, but that it's it's muscular, like the shape that it is where its, its head and body are almost like one single thing. It, now, it has this point on it. I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to stop. 
I'm getting too far into this fish specifically. And I don't want to get into this fish specifically. I want to keep talking about fish. Like I want to talk about ancient fish in general and, and my interest in them and how we will definitely be covering them species by species, you know, as they pique our interest in, in future episodes. So the, the idea that there are these ancient fish that are still swimming around today or these fish that are not ancient in age as a single fish, but ancient in lineage, right? Where you can, you can sort of trace this back so far and that these, they have this like really armored and like, I don't know, what am I trying to say? Like they have the strength about them that is just uh, super interesting and that I, I want to get my hands on it to just feel that power of to feel the power of that fish and like uh, sort of what it brings to the ecosystem and what it's brought to the ecosystem for what is literally millions of years. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, so I, as somebody out there listening to this podcast right now, and I, and I hope you're hanging in there with me, I want to ask you guys to go over to realaf.tv slash contact and, and email us and go over to YouTube and, and hit us up in the comments and stuff like that and say whether this is something that interests you or not, because though Sometimes these fish are food. They're more often trophy catches or um, almost like a, a trophy. Even if you release them, right? It's it's about the it's about the story, the experience. That's a better way to put it. It's about the experience leading up to catching that fish. And the the catching of the fish and the release and the safe release of the fish and everything like the catch of the fish is the climax and the release and um, safe watching the fish swim away during release is you know the closure to the story and I want to know if this is something that interests you personally and how you kind of think of that. Uh, we have talked about it. Me and Tim have talked about how river monsters, the TV show does it and tells these stories. And we're not fans. <laughs> I watch it. I've watched it. There's no doubt about that. I think it's interesting. I think it's great that that show exists because it, it allows for, um, someone like me to know that these fish exist and that, um, I can go and learn about them in a different way. That show is too dramatic. It has commercial breaks in it that shouldn't exist because it creates. I'm going off on a production note here and I realize that now. So I'm just going to stop and I am going to say I want to talk with you, the community of Real AF TV, about ancient fish. I want to hear your guys' feedback. I want to hear your 
fishing stories. One, I two, I want to hear your um, thoughts around this of catching these fish because sometimes these fish are so big and they, it's just that they get that big. I don't mean that they're again. I don't mean that they're ancient in age, the ones that you can actually go out and hook right now. Um, what I mean is these fish have been around for millions of years and they have, they lived in a time where they may have been the small fish, but now they're the big fish. They're the gigantic fish, right? And if we have these giant fish and we are catching them and we have to use these new modern methods to catch them, what are what are you, what is your thought about what we're doing to exhaust them to even get them on the shore on the boat um and then try to safely release them knowing that this may or may not you know for like sturgeon sturgeon for sure i can speak to um have sort of limited um reproductive capabilities that's not really the word i'm looking for but you know they're they they can be somewhat endangered i'll just say that i'll just say it that way that they're they can be somewhat endangered and so you know sport catching these fish and letting them go and exhausting them and wearing them out i want to hear your thoughts about that um because i'd still do it i would still totally do it like i would catch and release a sturgeon i would catch and eat a sturgeon where it's legal um it's Back to the sort of story uh, with the news where there are departments of natural resource, uh, the, there are DNRs across the country that are monitoring this stuff and, and I, I believe in the work that they're doing. And so if it's legal for me to catch a sturgeon, I'm going to catch it and I'm going to eat it. Even if you know, 300 miles down river, it's considered endangered. I believe that if it's legal in my area, then they've done their work and they know that it's safe, you know, to be putting them on the catch and eat list. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to have that conversation. It'd be really cool to, uh, have you guys interact with that. So go over to realaf.tv slash contact. You can email us directly, put a comment in the YouTube video. We'll get that too. And you know what? If you're a $1 Patreon, DMs. There's DMs on Patreon. You just go back and forth on there. You know, it's a it's a sweet way to communicate. I I do it with other um Patreon, Patreon subscriptions. You just you get right on there and you can message back and forth. Uh, and if I don't have them open, hit me up in a comment on YouTube. Tell me to go open them up on Patreon. I need to make sure that they're open. So I don't have too much more on this ancient fish. I just really wanted to put this episode out there. This this sort of like one-way conversation that would hopefully spark a two-way conversation. If that makes any sense. It's got to make sense. Makes sense in my head. Hope it makes sense in yours. Um, again, I am going to do a random take here. So uh, let's 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 talk about ancient fish and let's see where that discussion goes. Because I would like to 
you know, really talk about it with people in the fishing community. I think it's a fascinating topic as someone who is, uh, I don't want to say obsessed with history, but like thoroughly enjoys history and especially crazy things like this as um, I start to discover what we're doing now to kind of sustain gar populations and help the sturgeons come back and stuff like that. Uh, it's very interesting to me. So let's, again, short one. Don't know how this time is going to work. I'm just, we're working it out. We always do live to tape stuff. So I'm just going to go ahead right now. I'm going to kick it over to the random take. Sure, I'll put a break in here. Why not? Hit the break. Here we are, patreon.com slash realaftv. That's right, patreon.com slash realaftv. Real like fish and real. We are on Patreon, and we are coming to tell you, and by we, I mean me and Tim, Real AFTV podcast here, yep. coming to you to say we have a Patreon as low as $1 a month, but hey, you could go up to 100 if you really wanted to get crazy with it. It's there. Go over to our website, realaf.tv. You can find the Patreon link right there or go to Patreon and look us up, Real AF TV, Real Lake Fish and Real. And we have things like for $50 a month, we will customize. Uh, what kind of tackle is it, Tim? We have some in the warehouse right now that we haven't actually ran A, a lure. Yes. A lure. Thank it you. Is a, is a crankbait. Crankbait. Yes. We will customize a crankbait for you. At yes. the $50 tier. Also, Patreon, if you're new to the whole Patreon thing, if you're on a podcast, you're probably not that new to it. But Patreon is is something that you can jump in and out of. Like if you do $50 this month, bam, you get the custom lure. But you don't want to do that for the whole year. You jump down to the $5 a month tier where you're going to get early access content. You can help vote on the random take. Uh, yep. one of the random takes for the month and uh you know we'll keep up with you on patreon as well like a, just a direct patreon contact there's communication you do only through patreon that's what i'm trying to say so sure. if you're new yep. there's just a little intro to it um, yeah yeah and to clarify that that custom painted lure is a fully custom painted lure like the pattern and everything that yes. won't be just something that we have a lure that we just like write really FTV out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for, yeah. for clearing that up because yes, it, it, it is a, it's a, it's a slug for lack of a better word right now. And it will be turned into something. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at the, the whole fishing lingo. So maybe Tim, you could evaluate on that a little or like elaborate on yeah, that. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's yeah, right now it has no color and I will give it color. I, there it we will, go. It will look like a, uh, a bait fish imitation of some sort. It might not be exactly colored. It might not be realistic. You know, some of that stuff out there yeah. Yeah. that the different companies work with makes different stuff, but it will be a custom painted uh, lure. Lure. And yep. it won't Just look like you. dog shit. <laughs> I, not to not to be like, too full of myself, but I'm, I'm, I have some talent. You, you have some artistic talent. Yes. Yeah. 
Very true. There's a few new friends and family and stuff like that that got a few bucks to kick our way. Let them know. Relayf.tv. Scroll down a little bit. There's the Patreon link. It'll shoot you right over. Sign up for a little bit. Yeah. Welcome back to the Real AF TV podcast, show about fishing and random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. I totally forgot to say, how's it going? But I don't always do that. So anyways, here we are in a random take. If I split these out and you're seeing this one, it's just me. Well, maybe Tim, are you there? In a cornfield of all places. Whoa, that is weird. How do you? How are you recording in a cornfield? Like, can you describe what's going on around you? Just a lot of blood and condoms. Whoa, I am totally making Tim say that. <laughs> it is just me. Uh, Tim is out sick. His voice is gone, and other things like that. From what I understand, so uh, yeah, he's just he's just not able to hop on the mic today. So. It's just me keeping up our never missing every other week situation. He had to call in sick last minute. It was it was very last minute. So um, I've managed to put together a podcast here for you guys and, and get that out. Uh, the second part of the podcast here, the random take that I'm going to go off on has got to be video games because if I'm going to talk about something random, it's going to be video games. I, I, it's just like my... It's my main hobby. I mean, I'm a tech guy, um, and it is just sort of the thing that got me into tech. And I've been on the podcast. On I've, I've I've put it out on the podcast before. I don't care for the financial contributions that nostalgia leads to. Um, in the remake market or in the reissue market, more in the reissue market. So what I'm really trying to say is like, we've talked about movies and like what's old is new again. And what's old is just being remade. Like I think a lot of movies have gone stale and stagnant and they've, they've just kind of rehashed old shit. And it's not for the better. I would rather see some original creativity uh, pumped up than fucking third remake of RoboCop, you know? So I thought to myself about what could I talk about and engage with you, the real AFTV audience on. And I am making an assumption here because the analytics aren't great that you're you're somewhere in you know your late 20s to mid 40s and that you grew up with video games and that you grew up with video games in your house and the reason and if you didn't grow up with them in your house specifically you knew somebody you know they were in your life it was it was something that you did um as a as a kid and maybe you continue to do now like me and tim do but the point here is nostalgic video games 
and uh, how that affects the way that I purchase my games and, and, and other things like that. So I buy nostalgic video games. Um, right now, there is a large amount of video games that are being remade, remastered, um, you know, things like that, that there's, there's a weird, there's even weird verbiage around remade, remastered and shit like that, that just makes it hard to even know because there's games that are just like exact fucking remakes. No, they're like one-to-one. There's like a PS5 game that's a one-to-one PlayStation game. They just made the graphics better. And it's like, hmm. Now, does that is that is that a good thing? I have an opinion on that, but I want to hear yours. Uh, because the answer is no. <laughs> um, you you please chime in in the comments. But the point again, I God, I'm saying that a fucking lot. I'm sorry. So where where this is all going is that there has been a bit of a nostalgia bug from me currently to go back and play PS2 games. And it's actually really mostly one because off-road games right now are kick-ass graphically. Um, phys- I'm, I'm sure the physics are, are nuts. But I was absolutely great at ATV Off-Road Fury and Off-Road Fury 2 on PlayStation 2. And I had so much fun. Uh, when it went online, I had a blast. Uh, I got I got good at it. And it had it had physics, but it was like arcade physics and it was great fun. It wasn't like rock climbing suspension level like individual independent suspensions on your side by side kind of like realistic level and it wasn't over the top arcadey gone too far sort of like the crew uh video games as i would call i would say that the crew's gone just a step too far into arcade um this was more you know atv off-road fury was just like kind of more it was like mario kart mixed with a, a level of reality that you felt this was believable and uh that has sort of been popping up because of the Metal Gear Solid release. So the Metal Gear Solid Volume 1 Master Collection or whatever the fucking weird name that they gave it came out. And so basically on modern consoles, on modern consoles and PC, you can get um, like all the old Nintendo game, all the old Metal Gear Nintendo games. Then you can get Metal Gear Solid from PlayStation, absolute classic. Metal Gear Solid 2 from PlayStation 2, Absolute Classic, Metal Gear 3, you know, thing, and, and again, they they basically packed these up and, and sent them out all in a package. And those are some of my favorite games of all time. But 
I have no desire to play any of them except for Metal Gear Solid 1 currently because I have so many new games that I want to play that I just don't feel like I need to go back to these old games. But there's something about ATV Off-Road Fury that just like popped back into my brain thinking about PS2 games when thinking about Metal Gear Solid that was like, fuck, man, that was good. That was a good game. And I want to just get back into it. Like, I just want to pull up my PlayStation and fucking play that game again and and see if I'm still good at it, but also see if it has the ability to hold up against modern gaming, you know, modern racing and stuff like that. But uh, I do have to admit, I love to see this Metal Gear Solid collection come out because it is hard to play these games. Uh, I want to play Metal Gear Solid original again. Um, and it's hard because I have the disc and I have PlayStation. Like I have the disc and I have a physical original PlayStation. Um, but the idea of digging all that out and hooking it up and would it even work on my HDTV, you, you know, my new flat screen new, it's not new, it's old as fuck, but the, the TV that I have, would it even work on that? Because that is a modern TV, you know, that thing's like, I don't know, less than 12 years old or whatever the fuck. I don't really know how old the TV is, but <laughs> um, it's it's after the CRT had died, basically, right? It's not a CRT. It is a flat screen. Um, but the point of all of that is, could I even hook up my old shit and make it work? So the answer is likely no. And that's why the new sort of re-release shit is cool. But it does make me want to play Metal Gear again. And I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that that are saying, you know, the gameplay may not be the greatest, but if you remember the gameplay, if you remember how to play that game and you will, if you did play it back then, it'll come back to you. Um, The game holds up because the cinematics and the story and it basically to me says Hideo's a fucking genius and his game holds up. Uh, You should play it again. (laughs) And I have one of those mini playstations and I'm going, yeah, fuck yeah. I want to play that again. Hey, real AFTV community hit us up in the comments. You want to watch me play that live? I can make that happen. I would play that whole, I would play all of Metal Gear Solid one live again. Um, if that's something you would do, uh, play it on Twitch or YouTube. Just I, I do it on YouTube. We're trying to stick to the YouTube channel um, for for what we're doing. For our video feeds, we're trying to stick with YouTube. Uh, nothing against Twitch. Nothing at all. Um, but we're more of an edited... Like We want to do our podcast live to tape, and then we want to do our shows... Um, and our shorts and stuff like that. We want to put a little bit more effort into those and and put a edit behind them, right? 
It's not that I don't edit the podcast, but the point still stands. Uh, this would be a, a live stream situation, so it would go under our live stream part of our of our YouTube channel. This could definitely be two, you know, two parts to the YouTube channel where we would have like not even two parts, but it would be an additional one. We've already done a live stream on YouTube, and uh, I think that we could you know, do it again. And even if this is gaming and it's not a fishing game or not an outdoor game or something to that effect, I think if you, the community are willing to support that, you know, come watch me play Metal Gear Solid one, like I should say Metal Gear Solid original Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation version. Um, and Let's let's talk fishing and, and shit like that. Now I'm not the fisher in the group. Like that's Tim, but doesn't mean that Tim can't join. Doesn't mean um, that I can't take your answers and hit up Tim while we're live on the air or um, come back to him later. Right? Uh, it could be fun, but that's not why I, I picked this topic. I got off there. A little bit too far. I just wanted to say that the this is this was me talking about ancient fish and ancient video games in a way, and ancient video games are PS one games now. I mean, these games have this look to them that is that looks and feels ancient, um, and they're bringing them back for that reason. And I just don't necessarily agree with that technique exactly. I think they did a great job on Resident Evil 2 on bringing that into the modern era because that had those fixed camera angles and shit. And that kind of that kind of sucked. But here we are with Metal Gear Solid and they're basically just re-releasing these video games. And they're good. They're still holding up. Like there's they're fine other than they look fucking ancient, like I already mentioned. So it's weird. Um, you know, it's kind of, there. there's kind of a duality about it. But I have this thing about Mario 3 right now, too, where it's like, I should play a little bit more Mario 3 again because Mario Wonder just came out, and me and Tim are going to talk about Mario Wonder here um, on the next podcast. But Mario Wonder just came out and it has, for me, I'm making this sort of connection where what Mario 3 did for me, Mario Wonder is kind of doing again. But now I'm wondering since I have a kid and I kind of, and I did the math and I'm like, oh shit, Mario Wonder is hitting for her kind of how Mario 3 hit for me and I love Mario 3 and have you know, these nostalgia goggles for um, the frog suit and the fucking oh shit. Why the hell are you dressed like a panda? I know it's not what it is, but like that um, toon toon suit, I think it's called. But basically when he gets the raccoon tail, you know, when Mario has the raccoon tail and the ears on his hat or the full suit, um, you know, I have these the nostalgia for that and the wonder that that brought back then. So to hear, you know, to have Mario wonder coming out now, uh, 
makes me sort of think back to that time and go, huh, I wonder if this is going to hit for her the way Mario 3 did for me and stuff like that. And uh, I wanted to reach out or not reach out, but I wanted to just present that here as I wrap up to the really FTV fans and, and say like, yeah, let me know. Let me know in the comments what you think about if you're playing video games right now, or if you're, you're out there playing the new Mario and you're old enough to remember Mario three is like, what, what do you think about, you know, this Mario three? And, uh, if you got kids, especially like, what do you think Mario wonder is doing for them and stuff like that? Um, because we're going to talk about it. And so like your questions about Mario or your comments and stuff like that, they could easily make it into the next podcast because it is a shorter topic because it's just a 2d Mario game. And, and we'll get into that in the next, you know, episode or two, but I'm just having these weird thoughts about like how, again, to, to make the, the through line here of ancient fish, ancient video games of like how ancient video games are influenced the new generation of video games and stuff like that. Uh, because you got your Final Fantasy VII remakes. And um, again, back to Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Delta. They're basically remaking Metal Gear Solid III um, with new graphics, but Metal Gear Solid, or but Final Fantasy VII is like a complete reimagining of the game that just is like keeping the core sign like a lot of the core components and it makes you think like makes me think wow this got me with nostalgia did mario wonder get me with nostalgia because i thought i was buying a new game but maybe it's just giving me Mario three vibes. Like it's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing to think about. And I want to hear your thoughts on it. And then, uh, if you do leave a comment or something like that, me and Tim are more than likely going to, uh, bring it up in the podcast. But I don't think that there is a ton there, but I hope that you understand where my thought process is going and that it sparks some thoughts in your head and that you come back and uh, join in the conversation in the comments or go to realaf.tv slash contact and join there too. Um, because I'm all by myself here. I got nobody to bounce ideas off. Tim will be back in two weeks though. You best believe that. He's already feeling better, but he just had to cancel last minute. It wasn't feeling like it would have been the right thing to do. Um, so as I record this, he's probably uh, getting his rest and that, that's good. So, uh, anything else? Oh yeah. Like subscribe, do all that stuff. Come on. You know how it works already. If you're listening to a podcast, you know how this works or you have a good idea. It's those likes, those subscribes, those reviews, everything like that. They bump us up. They help get the views up and, and that leads to different things in, in, in different ways. So I'm going to go ahead I'm going to sign off for this episode. I'm going to leave Tim with the last word. It's nice. It's a good city. 